Afternoon, punters, and uh, welcome to another edition of the Bagman. Uh, here I'm joined by one of Malta's greatest, oh sorry, Malta's greatest racing analysts, Matthew Zemet. Welcome, Matthew. Thanks, mate. There's only one of us, so that wasn't too hard. Um, thanks, mate. Really, really happy to be here uh, and join you uh, on the Bagman today. Thanks, mate. Uh, big, uh, big eve of the big race day. Um, not only for everyone being Derby Day, but uh, yourself personally. Let the punters know what uh, what kind of day you've got ahead of yourself tomorrow. Yeah, huge day, huge day. Um, we were happy enough with last week getting to, to Randwick on a nice day there on Saturday with Undeniable in the midway, and she she did us proud running second. But um, it just gets bigger again this uh, this week tomorrow heading to Rose Hill. Uh, my spiritual home, having grown up, uh, grown up at the place, we've got Holly Desired in the, the four pillars, the, the new race to put on for midway horses. And he looks a real chance. So we, we don't just go there to make up the numbers. We go there uh, pretty nervous, thinking we've, we've, got, we've got some sort of chance. Yeah, absolutely. It must be a great thrill for uh, yourself, uh, not only being owners in the horse, but having, having bred a horse like him as well to get, to get to run on such a big day like Derby Day and race for prize money of, of 700,000. Uh, it's uh, going to be a great feel for you and all the owners, I bet. Couldn't agree more, mate. I mean, you, you say 700 grand, a horse like him, to be fair to him, he's been a war horse to us, but to be fair to him, ne never had a hope of racing in a $700,000 race. So that alone, a huge tick. But then, as you said, to add to that, uh, the fact that we've been part of that journey with this horse from day one, he's a seven-year-old. So, you know, we go back eight years with the decision uh, as to the stallion that we had to serve the mare, to serve his mother, uh, let alone breeding, uh, rearing the horse through his life and then uh, through his race career. So we go back a long way and uh, it, it'll be one hell of a way to top off uh, what's been a, a lot of fun racing the horse. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Uh, congratulations on getting him there and um, big thrill for tomorrow. And uh, we probably should give a shout out to one of the leg ups own, Paddy Allendorf, and just remind everyone that he did own a share in this horse at one stage and opted to get out when he thought he wasn't up to his standard of racehorse. Well, uh, cheerio to you there, Paddy. Now he's racing for 700000 and uh, you don't own a Razu anymore. I think he said to me, I don't race country horses, and this is a country horse. He's a country horse. He's nearly won over 200000 now, so Paddy's got some high standards in ownership. He does. He sure does. He also said he wouldn't go to the races unless he'd get in a box, so that's the kind of person he is. <laughs> Well, mate, he's lived up to it. That's where we were last week, uh, two weeks ago, sorry. So he's held strong. Rightio, let's, uh, let's get into this meeting. We'll get into the, uh, the Bagman Quaddy. Uh, no, no harder leg to kick off the Quaddy than uh, the $7.5 million Golden Eagle. $4.1 mm. uh, up to the first place getter of the Golden Eagle. And what a race it is. Um, I know a lot of people were a little bit disappointed with... Uh, the invitational last week for what it was worth, but this race has certainly lived up to uh, the seven and a half million and uh, and even better. I don't think we could have could have put together a better field um, if they really tried. Um, speed map's going to be going to be very interesting, uh, very interesting here um, when you're racing for that kind of money. Um, geez, mm. it's, it's hard to uh, it's hard to hold their head when you need to. Um, look, I think Vangelic and Apache Chase are probably going to be the speed. You've got Ellsberg drawn one. Who they've tried to ride a little bit quieter this prep and um, drawn one. I know they're going to make them work, but um, I think they'll be looking to probably just take that uh, sit just behind the leaders. You've got Love Tap, 
Laura Vendice is the horse from overseas. What's it going to do from 19? And there's been some horror draws mm. in this race. How, uh, how do you see this one playing out, Matthew? Yeah, the, the, the first the first uh, line uh, of my notes on this one was, gee, some some horrible barriers. Uh, as a number, they look terrible on a piece of paper. But, you know, I, I do remind myself that 1,500 metres at Rose Hill, I had a good look at it, obviously, uh, as it's the four pillars track and distance. It's got quite a long run to that turn. So there's an element of forgiveness there for horses drawn wide. But I'm sure I heard uh, Ray Thomas say it's been years since a horse has won from some of those extreme barriers over the 1,500 at Rose Hill. There may be something to that in terms of, you know, opportunity rather than uh, rather than it being a, a real curse. But um, it, it doesn't read well all the same. Um, look, I'm thunderstruck. Private Eye um, come through a similar Group 1 uh, a mile handicap and raising the weights uh, off the back of that. Um, Colding did the same uh, in the first ever running of, uh, of the Golden Eagle and, and won the race after beating Tiakar Shark in the Epsom. Um, turned out to be an absolute cracker, that Golden Eagle, if you go back through that field, that, that first race, uh, by the way. Um, and look, I know Private Eye uh, did it in the Epsom, standing him a huge start uh, from, from that wide draw and nailed them on the line. Look, it's going to be just as big, if not an even bigger task to do that here over 1500 at Rose Hill up to set weights, I thought. It's been great to me, that horse. Uh, he's flying, you know, trial since. Awesome again for a horse that doesn't trial well. But I had to make that difficult decision to leave him out uh, uh, this time. Uh, on the other hand, I'm thunderstruck. Uh, I thought should be able to settle closer. And that was the difference for me. Uh, maybe lucky and find the one off. I'm not sure where you found him. Uh, Hildo, you're better than me at, at the maps, but um, I thought even if he found that three wide line with cover, but it was close enough to midfield, um, he's going to be far better suited in the run. And, uh, you know, look, I think he's a group one winner with even more upside. I'm pretty sure of that. So um, he's, uh, he's definitely my standout in the race. Um, you don't need me to tell you the internationals uh, always come here and run well. The majority of them do anyway. Uh, we see it every year and we only saw it last week with state of rest. Um, it's a strong contingent in this race, uh, and the one I'm lobbying for is Maximal to join um, Thunderstruck for my selections in this leg as the best of them. Um, I rem remember when I heard O'Shea had acquired him for this race um, for some of his clients. I took notice of that Bayeed form, um, as well as the good run in the St. James Palace, and you know, gee, that's got to be more than strong enough for a Golden Eagle. I would have thought as strong as this race is. So it comes down to, you know, how well has he travelled, like from the draw, what does he produce on the day? All those reports seem positive. O'Shea's a great trainer. He's had an excellent year. And I can see this horse running really well for a group of owners that includes actually some old friends, good old friends of mine in Sharif Iskander and Jason Abrams. Yeah, it's, um, it, it definitely throws uh, a spanner in the works, um, drawing the 22. And then having, uh, not only that, then had to put up with having Sam Clifford and Book for the ride, losing in midweek. And I mean, it only lose a lot getting Alicia Collard on, but it definitely disrupted plans. And I'm sure... Sam, um, I'm not sure whether he'd been on the horse or maybe he'd had a sit on it, but yeah, it's definitely not ideal leading into a, a massive race like this. Um, mm. I'm going to, first of my selections for the quaddy, I'm going to go with uh, Private Eye. Um, I wasn't with this horse in the Epsom and I didn't even have him in the quaddy and uh, he cost me the quaddy that day, which was a decent, would have been a decent result. So um, I've probably got to throw him in. I think he's going to get back to... He'll get back to last, no doubt. I just really like the uh, how confident Joe Pride was the other day in an interview that he had. He was so confident about the horse. And um, I really think he's just really got this horse primed for this race. I don't mind the 1,600 back to 1,500. Rose Hill on a dry track is something that's probably going to 
be a little bit concerning uh, how much ground they're going to be able to make up. But in a $7.5 million race, you'd think there'll be plenty of tempo on and plenty of speed in that race. So hopefully there's enough for him to get over the top and late. The other one I throw in the quad is Ellsberg. I just think he's going to get the absolute perfect run. I don't like barrier one, but for a horse like him, I think it's an absolute uh, godsend. Just because he doesn't have to lead. He can just get that leader's back, uh, be right in the money. He does need a bit of luck once they go, but I think Vangelic and those horses will be able to take him far enough. And then hopefully Parry's able to get off their back somewhere. And he was really good against Dame. He's always done sort of the bullocking work, but I think he gets the right run, do no work tomorrow. And uh, he's going to take a power beating in a race like that. So uh, our numbers then, we've got two, three, one, and nine. But we may have missed the winner, mate. My suggestion to the uh, to the punters is go widen the first leg. Widen the first leg, mm-hmm. widen the last leg was uh, what I took from a, a good look at the race races yeah, tomorrow. Let's move great. on to the second leg. Benchmark 78 1100. Wow, we go from a seven and a half million dollar race to a, a benchmark 78 1100 with an interesting field. Um, there should be a, a good genuine tempo in these races. Not the biggest field, and I wouldn't be surprised if there's a couple of more scratchings come out uh, tomorrow, but you've got a horse like Liberty Sun, Delexo and Starboy who all roll forward. So there should be a good genuine clip in this race. How do you see this one, Matthew? Look, uh, I start with 1100 Rose Hill. I've, I've grown up knowing you find the speed there uh, and, and you find the speed and you stick with it. And look, Delexo for me, clearly the one to beat has come back a better horse, uh, looks progressive and above all looks fast. Uh, look, track record last start, a, a bit a bit too much can be made of that on a day they ran very fast, but it still was a track record. Some query at the 1,100 metres until he proves he can do it, but I think he'll be fine. Um, to, to me, you know, good speed or not in that race, uh, he's going to be the right horse in the right place. And uh, that stable is absolutely airborne at the moment. So very happy to, to, to stick solid with Delexo there. Look at, you know, looking beyond that for, uh, for my next selection, on the lead, two from 15. Are we saying he's a nonny yet? Hildo, what, what are your thoughts there, mate? I, I, I looked at that in the form guide and I thought, gee, uh, he's not winning many uh, and he's, uh, yeah. he's often going around popular. And he hasn't won his, uh, you know, his last five. I know he's gone really close, but, um, yeah. you know, last start was probably a bit of a, a kick, in the, kick in the guts for me. You know, 2.35, he gets the right run in the race. I thought he had every chance and um, comes up short again. So, uh, yeah, agree, agree, and, and was expected to perform well, judging by the market and plenty of good judges tipping him. So, yeah. I thought I'd let him slide here again, uh, taking up a good chunk of the, of the percentage of the market. Um, you know, then I looked to Liberty Sun, won an open last start, sitting deep on the speed. You know, runner up won the Jungle Juice Cup its next start, likely parks outside Delexo, as you said, with, with your map. Uh, he can be in the finish at odds, but the one that I'll pair with Delexo, uh, uh, unfortunately, is the obvious for me. It's Fox Fighter. He slayed Delexo in that fast run midway two starts ago. Uh, was unplaced last start up to a benchmark 78. But if you watch the replay, endured a torrid run. Was really entitled to drop out, I thought. Uh, going up in grade and 1,100 to 1,400, that's that's a recipe for disaster in, in your book, Kilda, I know, and, and, and no different in mine. Uh, back to 1,100 here, back to his right grade, can bounce back for me. Uh, meets Delexo better at the weights again uh, for, for despite beating him that day. Uh, so if you like Delexo, which I do, I feel you have to go tied to the hip with Fox Fighter as well here. Yeah, mate, I don't think there's too much more to add to this race. The only I'm going to actually only throw in one and we can go with three in this league. The only one for me is Flat Heaven. Um, I just think he's too good a horse to leave out. 
five lengths to Big Parade, Prime Candidate. Those horses are all lining up as genuine chances in the in um, in the Classic Legend on the weekend, and they're coming out of a Group Three. Uh, he gets back. He comes from a yeah a Group Three back to Benchmark Seventy Eight Grade. Gets two kilos off of Brock Ryan. Carries fifty nine and a half. Had horrible gates all last prep, and even those runs. You know you've got two lengths to start uh, to Star Spangled Rodeo, four lengths to Lost and Running. Um, it was disappointing at Gosford to Blondeau, but then came up this time in, got beat five lengths in the Sydney States. Can't leave him out of a race like this. Drawn horrible, but he will just go back to complete last. And if there's any horse that's going to run over the top of him, it, uh, it could be him. So I think that's, yeah. uh, we've sort of got that race. And I think we've, within those three, you play it around. I think the Lexo and Fox Fighter are going to be extremely hard to beat. And, um, and then if you want a bit of a blowout, it's going to be flat heaven. So hopefully we can get away with three in that league. Sounds good. Uh, we move on to race nine, the uh, benchmark 78, 1500. Um, very interesting runner here with uh, the Annabelle Nisham equation. It's actually, I think he's a really nice horse, but he's probably getting to the stage where we really want to see him step up and, uh, and do it tomorrow. He's, um, his first two runs in were super in good grade against Dane. He dropped back to the benchmark 78. Covered a little bit of ground, but I thought he was a little bit disappointing last start. So I really want to see him aim up this time and show us what he's got. Um, Mar and Par shooting for four wins in a row, takes up the lead in this race, and it's definitely going to prove very hard to catch in a smallish field. What do you see here, Matthew? Yeah, look, small field, very tough race to assess, I thought. Uh, the different form line of Mar and Par. Um, you know, then multiple runners out of that last race on the on Everest Day, you know, where there was a real mix of good runs, bad runs, unlucky runs, everything in between. You know, I think, I think I'll run with Ma and Pa, who looks to hold the rail and will get every chance to graduate to this level, I feel, under Nash. Um, and then it's about dissecting this other race and, and you know, uh, who, who's going to perform on the day. Golly, I'm lucky, held up from the 400 to the 150 in the stewards report. Excellent run, I thought. You know, got a long way back and saved ground along the rail. He's a gentleman, uh, held up most of that straight, if not all of it. And prior to that run, brought Suave form, which suggested he would have been in the finish, you know, given Suave was in the finish if he had any luck when it counted. Equation for me, disappointing. You know, I thought had every chance, you know, there were horses who had bad luck that finished around it. Uh, has it come up this prep? I know you thought its runs were good earlier in the prep and certainly on its best form, it wins the race. But I'm not convinced. Uh, Papalia, forgive run, but a concern there off the back of that run. Um, Look, I found it really hard for, for who I would who I would uh, would join up with my and par, but I landed with Golly Unlucky, who could have arguably um, uh, run second last start at least. I thought behind promise of success and and should get its chance this time from a better draw. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if I've missed the winner. Yeah, I'm going to give Equation one more chance, as I uh, alluded to earlier. I think the horse has got plenty of talent. Um, I do. I am putting it on the line as a last chance for me. Got to show up tomorrow, and um, I think it's definitely worth going in the potty because uh, gets back to true form, can definitely blouse these. Um, I like Golly, I'm lucky. I'm glad you put it in, um, and Mar and Parsi, obvious choice. Any other one I want to I want to put in the uh, the quaddy. I, I really found it hard. I did want to put in He's a Gentleman because he was so unlucky the other day. I thought it was a very, very good run. I'm just, I'm not sure about this field. If we're not going to get a tempo for him, where's he going to be? Maybe he'll push forward and he'll be in the right zone. And then yeah, I thought push forward. I thought push forward. 
I think they'll push forward, yeah. And you've got him, but then you've sort of got Easy Campisi as well. There's the other one I was tossing up between. So, look, mm. probably going to throw in he's a gentleman. Um, he was too good last start. Improved a lot, I thought, on his last few runs. He's been so consistent. And, look, he gets down in the weights tomorrow. Um, Jenny takes two off and carries – well, actually, she doesn't take a full two off. She'll take a kilo and a half off, and she's going to ride at 51 and a half. So, Mate, 51 yeah. and a half, uh, 1,500 at Rose Hill. You'd think they'll be probably pushing forward and making every place to win us. So, yeah, I'm glad you threw him in. That was probably he's the only gentleman. one I regretted leaving out. He's a gentleman as well. So in that one, we've got five, seven, one, and ten. There's not many in it, so let's uh, let's hope to God we'll um, we can get that leg home. And uh, I'll just crossed. admit, uh, Blake and I have struggled with the, uh, getting the quaddy. So one half million dollar starting pool for the Sydney quaddy. Wow. This weekend. So how good. This how is good. the weekend. This is the weekend in Allen. And we move on to the last race, like the first. I thought go wide in the last and the first. These are a number of scratchings already come out of this race, which uh, does make it a little bit easier, but still a very hard race to finish. You got the benchmark 78, 1300. Uh, you think when I looked at this field when they first came out, it was a large field, and I thought there's going to be plenty of speed in this race. Um, it's going to set up well. It'll probably play. I feel that Rose Hill is going to play a tad leaderish tomorrow. And by the time we get to the last race, they'll go 100 mile an hour and we may see the mm. swoopers get home. We've lost a fair few out in scratchings, which are going to probably not make too much difference because the speed's still there. But just a lesser field might take a little bit of pressure out of it. But you've got horses in this like Peyton Place, Academy, Zushak much, much better, all roll forward and all should set up a genuine tempo uh, in this race, especially if we've had a few leaders get home or been a little bit on pacey during the day. What do you got mm. here for the last, Matthew? Yeah, I like your assessment. I, I think you're on the mark with, uh, with the way this race could and should play. Uh, I, I am a little concerned with by then whether it is extremely difficult to make up ground, but I am working off some good speed up front here that'll bring in the back markers and give them a chance. Um, albeit you'll just need to pay attention, obviously, through the first half of the card before getting your quaddy on. Look, I'm happy to run with the favourite April Rain, who is likeable with that Quantico form. However, no jockey listed at this very late stage, Hildo. Would you say good chance she's scratched? Uh, uh, not not too sure, but just keep that in mind. Um, I do think and... I've seen her pop up on Tuesday at Flemington with a rider on as well. So that is a bit concerning yeah. that she could be going down there. Well, let's keep that in mind. But if she turns up, uh, she's a deserved favourite off that Quantico form, which is looking very strong. Um, and look, and I'll head to the other end of the market for my other selection in a race, in a leg I found very difficult. And that's Visanari from, from the Kavanagh stable. You know, big big first run in Australia in that Tamworth race that edit one and then backed up with a blinder in the Cosy. Um, the horse has been saved up for this since missing out on a Cosy slot. And I think it can really steam home at some odds. Um, a race I found tough, not a lot of confidence in, uh, you know, and even our main selection there, April Rain, not even sure it gets a run. So uh, over to you, mate, hoping you can help. Yeah, mate, uh, a very hard race to assess. As I said, even the scratchings out still makes it uh, very tricky. Um, I'm glad you put Visionary in. I actually spoke to Sam Kavanagh earlier this morning and he's got the horse accepted for Tuesday as well, but he's leaning to running tomorrow. So um, with yeah. a few scratchings out, he's pretty keen to come down and run tomorrow. So I think that's a good push for the horse and a good sign that he's sort of going away from a midweek race to run on a Saturday. So um, good signs the horse is going well. A little bit 
concerned about the uh, you know month between runs up to fourteen hundred as well. I know he's missed a run. He planned around last week and scratched because drew bad barriers. So don't always like it when it is that, but I think he's the right one. The race. Um, the one I like in the race is Ventura Ocean. I thought this horse's first up two first runs. I thought were really good. Then I thought obviously he was a little bit ordinary in the Ellsberg race, but he did cover ground. He only got beat three lengths, and then in the Zootac race the other day, he only got beat two and a half. And I thought it was a pretty honest effort. Draws a great gate here. Draws four. 1,400 again. I've got to give him one more chance. I've sort of been with him. I've settled along with this horse. I don't know whether uh, the Lees camp had a great opinion of him when they sent him straight to Queensland, but then he won two impressive races up there. They sent him straight down here and he ran a great race against Fosty Rocks in an 88 uh, over winter. Um, it's last chance for me to sort of get a result here, but I think he's one that you probably can't leave out of the quaddy. And... The other horse I want to throw in is uh, Academy. Just with that three kilo claim for Tyler Schiller, uh, comes into this race really well um, and is definitely thrives, went up on pace. Had his chance to win the other day, but back up to 1,400 tomorrow. I just think if it's going to play on pace, it's going to take plenty of uh, catching, especially with the three kilos off. But as I suggest, go very wide in that last leg. Um, there's definitely a few that, that can sort of, Get out of the top of them late if they do go too quick. So our numbers in the last are 5, 13, 1, and 2. Then just make sure we keep a watch on uh, on April rain because that also comes out in the morning. Well, that opens Certainly. up uh, even more. Well, yeah, Matthew, that's the quaddy legs. We'll just uh, repeat those and we'll put those up in the, uh, in the post as well so you guys can find them. In the first leg, we've got... 2, 13, 1, and 9. In the second leg, we've got 4, 2, 6, and 12. In the third leg, we've got 5, 7, 1, and 10. And 5, 13, 1, and 2. What was the race we only had three? Oh, no, the second leg, sorry. Second That's leg, right. we've got not 4. 6, 2, and 12. We pen 4 on the lead. So we pen it. So we've got three there. So there are quality legs. Now, what about the best of the day, Matthew, other than highly desired in the four pillars? Have you got a best of the day anywhere in the country for the punters to get on? You know, you, yeah, we we, we've seen you frequent the uh, tips and slips uh, coming in as the Maltese Falcon and uh, been some good results for the boys lately. Can you get us off to, uh, to one tomorrow? I'd like to think so. You know, it's one of those, one of those cases where you look at it and you look at it again, you think this is just too easy. Uh, but the easier and easier it looks and the more and more confident you get, you then start to wonder, well, that's just not horse racing. So what am I missing? But uh, I don't think I'm missing anything. I think we can bet and bet strongly here uh, on Tefani in the Empire Rose. Um, she's been winless this prep, but just racing ever so well. Was within a length of incentivised two starts ago and alongside Mwanga. Uh, then last start, only nailed on the post in the Group 1 Tour Act, giving um, Thunderstruck six kilos. Uh, who we've, you know, who at least I've strongly, strongly tipped in the in the Golden Eagle. Um, she's she's proved she can run a strong mile with that effort there, which was some question as she ran came into the race. Back to mare's grade, weight for age, drawn for a soft run, just needs luck when it counts, if you ask me. And and there's another Group One for her for her record before she starts to uh, reach the the twilight of her career and heads off for what I'm sure will be a very very lucrative uh, broodmare career.